an excerpt from Yes and No by Zylo. I don't have the answers you need because I live in the in-between. So if you put your bets on me, you'd better be down for anything. Because I'm like yes and no, wait, I don't know, I think I'm dying. Hold up, I'm invincible. I'll pull you closer into me and I'm pushing you away. Maybe I should just make a research roll in general, and we'll see how it went later, but I also want to try to figure out how the heck that fucking tower got there, putting together mm. everything I know now. Yeah. So yeah, I, how about, what, what's a good... Have, I was going to say, I kind of have an idea for finding out, but... Alright, what's your idea, Yuria? Oh, Yuri, well, it's going to have to involve finding Knight again, so... But this time... <laughs> Ooh. This time, first of all, Yuria's gonna get those, uh, the fireproof boots off of Hunter, real quick. Also, make sure that they get under some shelter, because make sure that, you know, they had a good place to sleep. It's kind of radio. Yeah, we'll out. rent out, like, rent out, like, five stalls in the stable at the tavern. It's like, uh, also, we're, we, can I have five stables? Also, I'm going to remove all the walls between them. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a dinosaur. I mean, it's not very, uh, it, yeah, well, who knows? It might look, help. Look, sta- look, stable boy. Here's a generous bribe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I solve this problem. Good, great. Uh, anyway, I feel like I know where you're going with this, Riley, and I am all ears. What is Yuria's plan? All right. Well, she hasn't told any of the fellowship this because this is it might not yeah. Be no one was there when you did this. And she has it told, yeah. Anyway, does she find Knight? I, I guess she doesn't really have much place to go if Gislin's still here, so... Yeah, Gislin's still hanging out with Nugget. Um, I guess you eventually find Knight sitting on the roof of some building. Actually, I'm just going to say it's still the train station. She doesn't know where else to go right now. train has been in for like four weeks. <laughs> My All question right. is that we're so focused on getting to the tower, none of us have been really questioning why the ghost zone exists? Like, that feels like a more important question to answer. I kind I of mean, forget that's, what the answer is, but I feel that's, like... That's halfling stuff. That's Pop-Tart and you. So, like, you yeah. can go help Pop-Tart with that sometime, but you're not gonna fucking get it anyway, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um... Joey wanted to look into that, but she's not here today. Ah, okay. That makes sense. I was just wondering, I was like, wait, wait, wasn't that part of this? I was like, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that was that was what Nugget and Gislin were going to be looking into while Got you guys it. were doing all the stuff we've been doing so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like better use Pan's time, because it might force him right. to have an emotional revelation with whatever thing is causing this and actually solve a problem through other means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so Yuria, Knight is sitting on top of the roof, and she sees you and doesn't, like, move or call out to you or anything. She just kind of looks at you. Well, I mean, that's more friendly than I was kind of expecting, so... Or maybe it's because she sees what I'm holding. Yeah, let's tell the audience what you're holding. Yeah, uh... Yeah, so remember from Yuria's adventure at the bottom of the Fog Ocean, or actually one episode before that, 
Uh, see, he was in Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. He stole part of Aurelius's face and put it in a bottle. Yeah. And he used that to help with Hunter cross the fire planes. Mm-hmm. But now that's off, and now I got this. Yeah, you retreat. You re-retrieved it, because he hasn't needed his fireproof boots in a long time. Yeah, in fact, it might be actually making things a little slippery with all this rain. Anyway. <laughs> so here he approaches, and... She gets a little nervous, because, you know, this is kind of a big deal. And then she mm-hmm. just flat out says, I can help you find a Royalis if you help us with that tower. She, like, hops down from the top, from the roof to stand in front of you. Why do you have that? You know what? It doesn't matter. So you're telling me if I help you, you'll give me that so I can find a Royalis. I mean, that or I can look for her myself as well, but or at least sense her location. And, oh, I guess at that point, Yuri is going to flash the visor that has the columnist's eye. Because that's yeah. what she used at one time to find Pan. Um, yeah, if you flicker that on and you kind of look at the bottle, uh, if you shake it around, you see it eventually all pools in one direction, one side of the bottle. Oh, what if it turns into a snow globe? <laughs> It does, like, snow globe a little bit, but they all, like, kind of fall towards Aurorialis's current position instead of the ground. So, yeah, that is my offer. Alright. What do you want me to do? Well, the main thing we need to find out is about the tower itself, or rather, how is that standing if it's, like, the void is encroaching on the tower at all? If there's just a safe spot around it? And what's to stop me from just taking that from you? And you didn't have a good answer, so she just kind of lunged for it. And I would ask you to overcome. But that's when the trap. You had a better idea. That's when the trap springs. She grabs the bottle from your hand and pulls it away from you. Um, But you were holding, I get, you had like the cork of it on a string or something. So when she pulled it away, the top came off and just a blast of ice comes out of the bottle and freezes her hand in position. And also the side of her face and just caked in ice and frozen solid. And she lets out a shout and like backs up a couple steps because that stings a lot. Sure, trust me. I still know where she is, but. Clever little. (sighs) She's very visibly angry, but also like very obviously realizes she can't just like strike you down because you had now she just destroyed the thing that would give her a lead without you now she needs you alright so I guess you want me to fly to the tower and fly back tomorrow tell you what I see there yeah and I don't know if you want to take Gizlin or not because he's been kind of well we'll find out how he's been after the session with Nugget Gizlin can do whatever he wants Oh. You have something to unthaw this. This is very painful. Yeah, my Yuria takes out her. She doesn't set the fire on, but she has it like on a warm setting. Like on a warm setting, just like a hair dryer setting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I'll leave you two to that. Okay. And I believe Rue Titania was watching all that happened from her the her bedroom window in the in room she just picked up. And I'm just like, damn. 
These people love drama, but I guess that's... I, I too, I'm a drama bitch, so that <laughs> seems fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you like me to roll for researching both, uh, like, a way to combine the strong points of all these ships and also what I know so far about the tower? Or I could do two separate rolls if that would work better. Yeah. Uh, well, the info-gathering moves are still just look closely and speak softly, so... Well, I, unfortunately, I don't have anyone to talk to, even though... Well, maybe I should just make another circuit around town, and I'm going to try to talk to, like, the assist... I feel like if you're going to talk to anyone about combining stuff, the bells would be where you'd start. Yeah, I can start with the bells, but I was going to say that I'm going to talk... I'm going to start out by bells. talking to the assistants in the same way that you would talk to the employees about unionizing before you would talk to the bosses about right. that. Right, okay, sure. So um, Nimbus and Tempest don't have any. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, totally fair. I will just talk to them yeah. straight up. Maybe like Cedar flies solo maybe, as well. Maybe in the time I've gotten like a barrel of spare nugget stuff. Yeah, that they'll be easy to convince once you have the ability to just dump nugget into a barrel. Yeah, I'm just like I hold up nugget and I put nugget in the barrel just shake and I'm the like powder out of them. Ta da! And like that's a child in a barrel. I'm gonna call the police. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's totally fair. But watch this. And then Nugget fucking explodes. And then they're like, oh my god, now I'm really gonna call the police. But anyway, I want to go around anyway, and talk to anybody. So the I can other use... three groups all have workers you can talk to. Callie has some elves. Uh, the the bells are a group of like 15 orcs with like two relative leaders, but they're kind of communists, so they're there's, all sort there's of There's gotta be one of them who's at the bottom of the ladder, like the fucking right. nerd. There's, there's who's the, the fucking nerd one. of the bells? Yeah, there you go. Actually called uh, There nerd. is actually a new guy who doesn't who looks like he doesn't fit in with the rest. N3RD. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, I'm mostly doing this so I can roll speak softly instead, because I actually yes. have a good stat in that. Yeah. Here we go! Alright, that is a ten. Alright, you get to three ask three questions and receive truthful answers for all of them. And since there are three groups wow. with uh, underlings to talk to, you can talk to Margaret's Dwarves, or the Bells, or Callie's Elves. Let's just ask one question to each. You can do a montage of you walking between all three groups. Yeah, I think I'll start with the Bells. They seem like they would have the best grasp of teaming up together. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like show them my plans. I guess, honestly, my question for all three of them is going to be like, are you with me? After showing them... Like, these are my cool plans. At this point in oh, the film... Then we made the wrong role, cool- actually. Oh, yeah? Because that's talk sense with sense. Oh, okay. To tell them their place in your plan and try to oh, convince shit. them to work with you. Oh, shit. I'm terrible at that, though. Which is ironic. <laughs> okay, maybe this is still part what of... What is your sense? Is it minus one? It is. <laughs> okay. Well, then your result of ten would become a seven. Yeah. Uh... Oh, and that's no, not too bad because you still do fine. what you want if you do them a favor. So that's what just... I was. That's what I was planning to. Do. Okay, that works out. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking of doing anyway. With so the, like... we'll we'll figure out what all three of them want from you. All right. So, so yeah, explaining my plan to all of them is basically like using the bell's energy source for the purple moth to go farther, and you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Everybody meets back up and loads the. I, I kind of I wonder if the... Oh, what's it called again? The Stromboli has ever been fully loaded to capacity? Because that 
that thing's fucking giant, and it kind of seems like the day would end before they ever were able to f completely yeah, fill it. Yeah, uh probably. -huh. So I'm, I'm going to use that in my pitch to the dwarves, that, like... Okay. You have so uh, much about, more capacity. How about this idea for the for the pitch for the two of them? Is um to have the the bells work with the dwarves to make the Stromboli faster, so everyone can use it as like a mobile base to park their cars in. Yeah, and the also the trikes would work really well as like outriders for the Stromboli yeah. to like go and bring stuff back from a little bit and more of a maybe distance. Maybe if they than mounted they the batteries manage. on the Stromboli, they could like boost the range of them or something. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Stromboli's a big boy. They could probably make a nice big energy thing. I am pretty interested in how their wireless energy works, but that's for another time. Yes. Okay. So, so yeah. you're talking to the dwarves about that, and um... I'm I'm using the power of friendship, which I think shows <laughs> the most character growth of anybody in this campaign. Uh, wait, Margaret is on board as long as you can get the. Um, as long as you can get the bells to, uh, what would she want from them? She's actually pretty set, honestly. Maybe make she's the bells pretty, just like she's set, but what would she want if she had the opportunity to have more? Yeah. What are her? What is Margaret's vices and greeds? If you can get the others to like overhaul the Stromboli's engine and make it faster, like if you can get yeah, if you can okay, everyone that makes to sense. make her ship better, yeah, then that she'll work out. with them. Because it is the slowest of all the vehicles by far. Okay, okay, okay. I think I could get people to agree to that. Sure. Um, who am I talking to next? Uh, probably bells. What what did the bells want from me? Okay. So you were talking to the one guy who seems like kind of new and a bit of an outcast. <laughs> and he kind of leans in close. Tells you. So there's this new girl in town. And I'd kind of like to get to know her a little better, you know? Oh, that's... Okay, well, now... Guess the tower is now my secondary priority, and this is my primary priority for the rest of the campaign is making this love connection happen. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. We will spend 13 episodes on this, and we will make the listeners fucking tired of it. And we will drive the Six Feet Under Patreon yeah. into the ground. She just showed up, uh, like, just last night. Um, she's kind of short. Got red fur. Oh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cool robot arm. Oh, I, I kind of want to get to know her a little better. Oh, shit. Okay, well... <laughs> Good. What you know is what? Titanium gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's, uh, let's, uh, yeah, I can, uh... Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just go talk to everybody else for now, and then I'll, uh, we'll think about that person. He introduces him to, him to yourself as, uh, M3. Oh, nice to meet you. Alright, so I think with M3's introduction, probably gonna spend the rest of this little scene explaining it to the Bells. Uh, we kind of already have uh, Cedar Flynn convinced with the promise of glory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we also kind of already have uh, unlimited gunpowder resource in the form of a human, of a person toddler for Nimbus and Tempest. So maybe I should use the last one on Kali and the Old King and the Elves. Mm-hmm. 
What what does the old king strive at? I at least got the chance to examine the old king. What does that strive at compared to all these other vehicles? Uh, it is the second fastest behind the Goldwing. Interesting. It has much more storage space than the Goldwing. Actually, as you all know from experience, you can all fit in the back seat of the old king. Maybe it also has like better acceleration, which would make sense for the designs of the cars. Like The Goldwing is pretty clearly a dragster in these pogs, so it seems like it would take a while to get warmed up. The Old King seems more like a maneuverable streetcar if we start getting chased by demons or something. Which it's I'm sure... all around just a very good car. Yeah, that's um, it. This is, have this any... is the Mario car of the it Mario, the Mario car. of okay, cars, yes. Perfect, perfect. So maybe this will just be like the uh, Vanguard kind of vehicle to the Stromboli. Uh, okay, yeah, let's okay. talk to the elves. What well, do the elves want? When you go to talk to Kali... The elves tell you that you can't see her right now. Oh, that seems... She seems to have, um... She got hurt a lot more than we thought from her little time in the void before. I feel like... She's going to need her rest. Against all odds, Brew is going to actually feel bad about this. And, like, just kind of, like, nod solemnly and say, I'm gonna research all I can and, like, head back to the library to try to start researching... Rue is kind of putting a lot of pressure on herself at this point, which is interesting because before mm-hmm. transitioning, basically, she kind of was just disconnected from everything and everyone. So this will be interesting when it inevitably fucking spins out of control that she's trying to do like three things at once, figure out the yeah, tower, figure out a, a cure. Too much, yeah. yeah, so, yes. Okay. I, speaking as Rue's player, I'm interested in seeing her fucking die from stress, I guess. <laughs> which seems like <laughs> well, while you're doing that, we haven't checked with, in with Pan in a hot minute. I just want to say real quick that if I ever heard mm-hmm. my own creator say, like, I just want to see her die from stress, I would... Yeah, that would probably push me along the old die from stress meter, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I hope, get it. I guess what I'm saying is I hope Rue can't hear me. I'm sorry, Rue. It's okay. She can't hear you. You gotta <laughs> learn the hard way, just like the rest of us. <laughs> So, Pan, uh, what are you up to now? You kind of have free reign. Oh, God, we It's almost midnight. That's too much power. We left Pan by himself. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, you two both just kind of left him to do whatever he wants. Time to go touch the ghosts again. (laughs) Do you want to take a closer look at the void? Because you certainly can. I mean, might as well. I feel like I haven't, like, I didn't try talking to it. I didn't, like, say what's up. What's up, ghosts? Let's go get Well, brunch. nothing's answering you if you're talking from outside the shadows. Oh. Hmm. Probably shouldn't, like, stick my face in. But I could. But you could. I could. I feel like there's... I'm gonna, like, look at my character list. There's gotta be some way to deal with this that's effective. Um... Man, don't you have a magic wrestler you can shoot out this darkness? I don't without do anything. You can make fire on demand. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, that reminds me. I updated the dragon since we were last talking about it. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's okay, because it's updated because of you for a thing you wanted to do. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so, the uh, the hatchling player option normally lets you add dangerous to any attack you want. I've made it so you can also add burning when you do that. So... Your your fire super mode <gasps> like is now directly your hatchling people thing. Mm-hmm. So we can it like is now mechanically supported in the rules. 
because you can try to light the ghosts on fire. I just, I feel like there is something more emotion-driven to be contact, to be accomplished with the ghosts, but it is my skill set and impulses to light them on fire. Okay. So I, guess- I just, I just kind of want to take a second to highlight the power of the phrase, I guess we could try to light the ghosts on fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really powerful phrase. It's like, it's like not only is this a completely fucking ridiculous idea, but it's not even like in your favorite ideas from the tone of voice. <laughs> it's not even up there. So let's. Anyway, please continue. Burn the ghosts by all means. Let's light the ghosts on fire. How do I light the ghosts on fire? What do I roll? You don't roll. You can just enter your. You have two different ways to set things on fire. You have a ranged attack where you can shoot your steam, or you can ignite yourself and become that superheated form from, like, episode two. Let's do that, like, walk in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You walk in, actually, as you enter, um, you see that the darkness kind of, like, goes away from your superheated skin. Uh Uh-huh. So you step through the void, and you can see in the darkness... The world looks like it's like it's been fully black and white and inverted. Ooh. So everything where everything where shadow would be is like pure white and everywhere where it would be lighter color is like dark. Oh great, there's a dark world. Now this campaign's gonna be twice as long, it's just like recycled locations. Uh picture it like looks like Welcome to Oprah Din. That's kinda what my brain is doing. Yeah, yeah, it's very much like that. Oh shit, now that you say that I'm all in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so everything is in that sort of like can the next, strange Can the next color. four hours of this campaign be Pan trying to solve an Oberdin level complicated <laughs> mystery? <laughs> and um, just like getting frustrated and punching ghosts. Yeah. Anyway, as I'm saying, except for the area directly around you, you have a little bubble where everything looks normal. Wow. That's fine. And you're not even burning away from the acid. Your superheated body is keeping it away. How long can I do this? Not very. Okay. But for a little while. So we have a backup measure. Yeah. That's good to uh, know. But as you're standing here, you see a bunch of demons kind of staring at you. Oh. What's up? <laughs> What's up, bro? They're, uh, they're kind of keeping their distance, because you're weird. I am weird. Weirdo. Quote, <laughs> quote, Riverdale. Um, they look kind of like char, but shaped more like your standard ghosts and goblins. They're shadowy, except for their eyes, and they've got, like, these big talons and big teeth. That's fine. Uh, do they want to eat me? Can I ask them a question? What would you like to ask them? Can I speak softly with demons? Yeah, go for it. Okay. What's that again? That is plus wisdom. Plus, it might be minus, I don't remember. No, it's plus two, I keep forgetting about that. Uh... He's a very, he's a very kind boy when he wants to be. Eleven. All right, you may ask three questions and receive honest answers. What would you like to ask first? Uh, let me get, let me find my basic rules. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, All usually right. speak softly is for your inner demons, not the outer ones. <laughs> what were they doing, and where are they gonna go next? What are they gonna do next? I feel like this one will be kind of obvious, but it might just be hissing. Uh, I don't know. They kind of like stare at you as you ask as you ask them what they're doing and then they all step aside as a small child steps forward in pure white 
robes. Ah. His hair is also pure white, and his skin is just a void of darkness. Okay. Hello, halfling. Hello. Your kind are forbidden here. What do I, what do I, what do I, what do you, what, 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 what? Oh, I guess I can ask. Um, you seem young, so you probably don't know. I am youth, the demon of immortality. What's a demon? Fancy halfling. Oh, that's boring. I was a halfling. Does that count as one of my questions? I was a halfling. And now I'm the prince of darkness. And all of these are my creations. Pan the edge. Pan... Pan, yeah, we finally have a villain who has the common courtesy to like summarize their powers, and you still say, "Well, whatever." Yeah, come on, it's kind of silly. Anyway, you were asking, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. Well, well, well this is my this portion, is my of, the portion world. of the world, and as, as long, long as, as I, I reign here, here Utopia can, can never enter it. Oh, we hate her too. No, that's good. Yeah. She sucks. she sucks. You're on our side. Utopia does suck. Anyway, uh, what do you want, and how can we help you get that? Because I feel like we have more in common than your spooky, spooky, scary friends have made us believe. I want, I want to keep what's mine, what's mine eternally, eternally, and I want, I want to, to catch, catch those, those who think they can take it from me. Okay. These rioters, they try to steal my things by going quickly. But they keep messing up. They take longer and longer. I almost caught one I'd like to catch more. What can you tell us about that big tower that got put here recently? That's not yours originally. Did she, like, give it to you? Do you like it? Do you have it? Do you kill it? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't, no, give, she it didn't give it to me. She put it there, by, it force. there by force. I couldn't, I couldn't destroy, it. destroy it. Oh. Okay. Do you want help destroying it? I mean, it's there now, so it can just do whatever. Would you care if someone destroyed it? Not particularly. Well, that's good, then. Have a nice evening, genderless vacuum of space. <laughs> did I make it laugh? <laughs> yes, you okay. did. <laughs> See, no, no, it's not that scary after all. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go now uh, so you don't kill me. Uh. <laughs> yes, you'd best do that. Woo! I did Goodbye, something Hathaway. good. Bye. Nothing. <laughs> Goodbye, Void. Good news, all everyone. Right. The Void's actually kind of cool. <laughs> You have met the villain of this arc. The, the one who's kind of protecting the tower, just because it's in their territory. It's like a pissed-off crocodile. It doesn't actually care. Yeah. It doesn't care about the tower so much as everything around it is theirs. Hmm. Alright. It's kind of like they accept the gift of the tower, even if they didn't really want it. It's just like, well, okay, I guess it's mine now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's cool. That's pretty much it. Aurorialis just had to kill, like, a ton of demons to set it up. But once it was there, well, it's mine now. So as the night goes on, we can go to one of two things next for you, um... 
Do you want to talk with Rue about lesbians first, or do you want to investigate the void like you said you wanted to do? Let's talk about lesbians. Alright. Look, it's like lesbians. I didn't know there was a theater in this town. (laughs) Does Shakespeare Uh, exist in this world? Um, he wouldn't be called that. <laughs> the, the famous dwarf Shakespeare. Alright, uh, so, Rue, when you return back to the bar, you find that Nugget and Gislin are still there. Uh, Gislin considerably less conscious than he was when you last saw him about five hours ago. Oh, thank goodness. That's so much easier to deal with. I'm just gonna go over and talk to Pop-Tart in... Pop-Tart, you're a donut. I mean, Nugget, you're a donut. Yeah, Pop-Tart's dead. Uh, Rest in peace, Pop-Tart. Right. What's a donut? It's the shape that you are right now. It's also known as a torus in mathematical terms. What's maths? <laughs> That's a great question, and I don't have time to get into it right now. Um, so I just met these harpies, and... Cool. Somewhat foolishly, though who am I to judge, their craft is powered by gunpowder, and I was wondering if you could provide them with some in exchange for them helping us with our mission to destroy the Rancid Tower without dying. Without dying. Huh. I am made of gunpowder. You are made but- of gunpowder, yeah. So I don't know if you want to like try to make a barrel or if I should just go ahead and load you into the back of the aircraft like a kind of living propulsion system. That could be fun. That sounds fun. That's- Let's do that one. Yeah, that... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Presumably. like what Pan used to do. Pop Tart already died, so, like, even if Nugget dies, I guess we're gonna get another one back, so, like, whatever. We can always get another one. There's always another. <laughs> That's horrible. Another frog. That's horrible. <laughs> L- listen. Listen, frogs have, like, a million babies at a time. You can find yeah. another magic tadpole. That- find another fucking frog. Whatever. No, I feel bad. <laughs> well, all right. Well, all right, Nugget. Let's go get you a specially fitted little like bomber's jacket and helmet, which will then immediately be destroyed as you yeah, violently Yeah, why, expl- why do I need those? Fashion. <laughs> oh, that's true. panache. Charm. Do you have to look dramatic? Je ne sais quoi. I get some water at the bar. <laughs> you have received water from the bar. Great. I consume it but in some horrible gross fish way, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I am the water of the bar. You just like splash it on your face. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or worse yet, like pour it into the mouth on the back of my head or something. Gross. Yeah. Anyway, Pop Dart, I mean Nugget, let's get gone. Yeah, let's do that that thing. Let's get the hence, in the words of Shakespeare, who doesn't exist. Alright. Uh, you go back to see Nimbus and Tempest. Hey, and, ladies, great news. Uh, Nimbus is still confused about your terms. Because you were very unclear and suddenly ran away. Well, that's totally fair, but what if I were to tell you that I had an unlimited source of gunpowder that you could use to fuel your craft, possibly indefinitely, turning it not from... Excuse me, turning it from not just a mere glider, but into a flying instrument all on its own. That sounds impossible without some kind of weird magic, so I'm guessing you have some kind of weird magic. You got it! I hold up Nugget in one hand. I see now that I've blown out my microphone in my excitement. Sorry. 
<laughs> yep, hello. Uh, hi. Yes, hello, this is my compatriot Nugget. They're made of... What is it? Where <laughs> it was like counting on fingers, not water. That was taken out a while ago. Uh, gunpowder is the principal thing. Uh, Braver? Wanderlust? Something like that? Anyway, they're made at least partially of unlimited gunpowder, so I thought uh, you could just kind of toss them in the back. Maybe don't and keep... You want me to load a frog into my airship? Yeah. And, like... made of, and, and I'm made of liquid, so I can just get into your right, engine. Right, right. Well... They fire... The thing is, they fire themselves out of a cannon. So we're kind of have to get a reverse cannon, cannon. Look. I just pick up Nugget and walk around to the back of the ship and just put Nugget, like, in the blast absorption cone that absorbs the blast of the cannon to keep the ship from just fucking exploding. I'm just gonna climb in there like a fucking octopus. Like, yeah, you know how you see the octopuses get, like, get <laughs> into the jaws? This is octopus collaboration right here, then. Hooray. And then uh, just yeah, kind of, since... like, toss a lit match down there into the cannon and just slowly roll this back, and then presumably, <laughs> when the match hits Pop-Tart, this whole place is gonna light up like a big Twinkie or whatever the quote is. Uh, this seems like such a bad idea because it's still nighttime. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it now. We're and just the ramp planning. Is still going straight to the. Water. We're just planning. Okay. <laughs> a launch would be bad right now. <laughs> I get it. Jeez. But they were asking uh, questions like, "You want me to put a frog in my engine?" And it's like, "No, to be obviously fair, it does not." Sound silly when you put it that way. Yeah, which is why I demonstrated it. <laughs> okay. For goodness okay. sake. Gosh. Anyway, make sure this frog gets at least, like, ten hours of sleep. Because they are still baby. <laughs> Our baby is good. Yeah, see? Alright, well then they won't be launching tomorrow, but, like, the day after that, then. We'll, we'll get ready to launch and make preparations, and you two can both tag along, because one of you will be in the engine. Yeah. I am the engine. And that gets half of you a very fast route to the tower. Hooray. Hooray. Woo! Wow. Now we just need Yuria to find a way, because Pan is probably sitch- hitching a ride with Cedar, maybe. Where they will probably tear out each other's probably. throats. Nice. It'll be great. Begrudgingly. Oh, I'm sure I'll be fine. Yeah. Should we maybe do, like, one more Yuria scene or something, and then break until we have, uh, almost a Pop-Tart Nugget? I mean, that one fe- felt like a pretty good thing to scene to close out on. Yeah. yeah that's Unless Yuria has a good idea for something no, better, I, but that felt pretty good. I think ending with Yuria and getting Knight's help is probably the best way to do this, so... Yeah, okay, after so that, Yuria would probably be helping Rue with fucking blueprints of how to actually connect all these things together. Like, Rue drew in crayon a big picture of all these fucking things working together, and now it's up to you. I'm more the ideas, lady. <laughs> now it's up to you to engineer a way to make my stupid idea possible. So goes the endless indignity of being the one on the team that does all the work. Shout out to everyone in college who is currently working <laughs> on a group project and doing all the work. Ah, uh, yeah. I have 
unfond memories of that situation. Hey, also, one other thing that I want to shout out to people who are currently in college, because when I was in college, I was closeted and sad. Uh, uh, be gay. <laughs> be gay. Be gay, I, do crimes. I yeah. didn't prepare for this, so I don't really have anything more... I do. Um, <laughs> if you are actually privileged enough to be enrolled in college, take advantage of all the resources currently available to you, including college libraries, which are actually pretty extensive and have more features than you probably even realize. Your tuition is a lot, so there are a lot of things that it's actually funding. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time in school, especially like when you are... therapy. Yeah. When you are sad and gay and you don't know what you're doing, you don't really fully get into all of those resources that are currently there. So, like, stuff like uh, health services. College therapists are a mixed bag, but I had a really wonderful time with mine. Uh, Get college libraries, especially if you're in arts colleges, are really great. Yeah, like, it's... There's a lot of... There's a lot of shit that comes in your tuition, which is part of why it's so ridiculous. But uh, the bigger part is capitalism. The bigger part is capitalism. But yeah. if, if you or your parents or your debt is paying for that, oh, take yeah. advantage if of you it. Got, if you're on someone else's dime, fuck it. Yeah. Is, you fucking gay it up. <laughs> you fucking kiss, kiss or not kiss whoever you like because ace people are also queer. So there. Yep. Very good. I appreciate our end of episode PSA here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so well written and organized, and definitely it was not. good. I appreciate it. Okay, good. All right. So have a good night, folks, and we'll see you next time. Uh, good night, folks. All right. Where we last left Monsoon, uh, you had a stiff drink that was watered down, but you don't know it. Uh, last evening. And it is now the next morning, and you're back on your own ship. Ah, and it feels so good! All your crew- well, probably not all of your crew, but enough of your crew is here. Um, like, what, did you, what, do you, what is your plan here? Did you, like, are you getting just the ones loyal to you? Are you doing anything special? So I have a plan. I, I kind of get the, the whole crew together. Um, and I tell them what's going on. Which is, listen, uh... I'm a pirate. I am not a politician. I can't... I don't think I can help if I'm here. Um, and I, I think if if you want to help Typhoon with, you know, rebuilding and, and helping with, like, the political situation in the capital, then by all means, please stay here. But if you want to keep following me um, and, you know, go be a fucking pirate, then stay on um and so i just kind of give them the choice to because i'm sure that like some of them probably are from the capital and and have like investment in like what happens to the city so i want to give them the chance to like help out especially with like you know repairs or whatever and then also hopefully having like more um having more pirates into the city might i don't know uh make some people have some ideas about uh the wealthy (laughs) i don't i I don't know Uh, well, the thing about the Bounty of Sun is that it's not just a pirate ship, it's also a small city. Yeah. In and of itself, you've got like five or six buildings on a floating, flying platform, um, which probably flies using clouds now that we know cloud catching is a thing. It does. So, I think a number of them are willing to stay behind because they're not really as much about that adventuring style. Like, you actually have like a bunch of carpenters and farmers and stuff on your ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Which means suddenly your ship became a lot less self-sufficient. But also, the ratio of pirates to other people just got a lot higher in your favor. Yay. <laughs> um, raiding is probably going to be the name of the day going forward. And I guess it's up to you if you want Gale to come with you or stay with Typhoon. Gale oh. being your first mate, if you don't remember, because it's been like half a year. No, I remember. I love Gale. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I like the idea of Monsoon being able to just make his own completely terrible decisions totally unchecked. Um, yes. Gale that's... is very good at keeping you on track, which is why I think leaving her with Typhoon sounds funny. I agree. Um, you know what? But having yeah. her come with you would be a very stabilizing force. But do you need stability right no. now? <laughs> I'm a pirate, I don't need stability. Um yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I think it's probably Gail's uh choice here to be okay. like, God, whatever and and uh, so, yeah, is like, yeah, I'll 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 stay on to help Typhoon because uh Typhoon definitely needs it more. No no no, I have a better idea oh. for what she tells you. Okay. She tells you this is mutiny, and she's gonna go get Typhoon. Uh, bye! <laughs> you're not! <laughs> and, like, the moment she's off the ship, you're off the island. Well, like, go, 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 go! <laughs> yeah! On to Winter's End. I yell out the window, Hey Yuri, I know who likes you. Somebody likes you.